0: Hello, this is Marc Ambert speaking, Chief Editor of the European Respiratory Journal. Uh, Today I'm delighted to welcome our colleague uh, Professor Patrick Lévy from the University of Grenoble. As you know, Patrick is a well-recognized leader in the field of sleep medicine and he has been a strong promoter of this field of medicine at the ERS and international level. Today, Patrick Levy is going to comment on recent important recommendations published in the ERJ for the management of patients with obstructive sleep apnea and hypertension. This document is the result of work performed by a panel of experts participating in the European Union cost action with um, the endorsement of the European Respiratory Society and the European Society of Hypertension. Patrick, uh, a key element of these recommendations is to remind the community to consider the occurrence of hypertension as well as other cardiovascular morbidities in patients with respiratory problems at night. Could you please share with us some take-home messages and future perspectives in, the, in terms of epidemiology, pathophysiology, diagnostic procedures and management? Thank you very much, Patrick, for sharing with us your insights.
1: Well, it's, it's a pleasure to, to go through this. Uh, I think the, 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 the take-home message, the first one is actually the, the really extremely frequent association between uh, uh, OSA and hypertension. And to check, give you the, the main figures, uh, when you have a, a, a very typical cohort of OSA, the prevalence of hypertension is actually two-thirds or more than two-thirds. Uh, when now you take the opposite, you take the hypertensive subjects, subjects actually more than 40% uh, present with OSA. So that really means that the association is extremely frequent. The, the reason for that, and actually it, it uh, deals with the pathophysiology of the, of the disorder, is that there are many factors uh, during sleep apnea that lead to uh, the occurrence of increasing blood pressure and this has been actually demonstrated both in, in animals, in normal volunteers and of course in uh, patients. Uh, essentially the main factors are sympathetic activation and it has been shown that sympathetic activation is actually uh, of course due to what occurs during the night uh, And it's essentially hypoxia, intermittent hypoxia, but also sleep fragmentation and maybe also the respiratory efforts, again, the upper way collapse. Um, And and that means that sympathetic activation is going to last during the day. It's, of course, produced during the night, but it will persist uh, during the morning and, of course, during part of the afternoon. Uh, And it leads, actually, to a permanent increase in sympathetic activity, that is... uh, Persisting during daytime. There are other factors, probably less important, but also uh, acting on the vascular system. This is essentially oxidative stress and uh, endothelial dysfunction. Of course, one of the clinical messages is that when you deal with a patient with OSA, you have to take into account the occurrence a uh, very frequent occurrence of hypertension, uh, which means that in, in a patient with OSA, you have to suspect the uh, hypertension. And on the other end, in a risk group like uh, hypertensive subject, you have actually to diagnose uh, the, the, the possibility uh, of the occurrence of sleep disorder briefing. So in OSA, of course, the, the clinic uh, blood pressure measurement is critical, but it has also been shown that there is a very frequent uh, what we call mask hypertension, meaning that the, uh, the increase in blood pressure is only revealed by a 24 hour blood pressure measurement. Uh, it is not currently in the guidelines, uh, I mean, in the international guidelines of the cardiology uh, societies, but it is a suggestion in this document that they may be very helpful. On the other end, in uh, patients with hypertension, uh, as I mentioned previously, the prevalence of OSA is very high, so it is clearly an at-risk group where the uh, the, the there is a need to screen and diagnose sleep apnea. Uh, here again, there is no clear consensus on whether you should do a polygraphy or polysomnography. But if we if you look at the document, you will see that in many uh, occasions, actually in many clinical contexts probably a simplified test measuring respiration during sleep is sufficient to make a diagnosis. This is clearly the case when there are symptoms. This is probably also the case in, in many patients, many subjects, where actually uh, the association between hypertension and sleep apnea is very clear. Now, there is a last issue which 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 is clearly difficult, which is how to treat these individuals. For sure, when you actually... Uh, discover a relationship between OSA and hypertension. whatever is the primary condition that you diagnose, you have to take into account the increase in blood pressure. From the the studies that have been published in the literature, there are several randomized control trials uh, and also some uh, randomized control trials comparing CPAP versus classical antihypertensive drugs. It is very clear that there is a benefit when you treat OSA using CPAP. But this benefit in terms of magnitude in reduction of blood pressure is somewhat limited. And clearly, and this is very uh, well established in the meta-analysis, the reduction in blood pressure is between 1.5 and 3 millimeters of mercury of the 24-hour blood pressure, uh, mean blood pressure. This suggests that there is a benefit, but it also suggests that you need to combine CPAP plus uh, a specific uh, anti-impensative drug. And actually, there are some studies showing that there is a benefit of combining the two therapies. So it is, to, to summarize the message, uh, there is clearly a need to think to this association, whether you are a cardiologist dealing with hypertensive uh, subject, or of course, when you're a respiratory physician uh, dealing with sleep apnea, you have to think to hypertension. And the second message is that Presumably, you of course have to treat OSA, but that will be in many cases not sufficient to control the blood pressure properly.
0: Well, thank you very much uh, again, Patrick. This was uh, very clear, and uh, I think this uh, field of respiratory medicine is very important to our readers. Uh, I hope that our readers will enjoy these recommendations as I did, and uh, we will be delighted in the journal to see more high-quality sleep medicine. Uh, This is, I think, a very, very important topic for us. And uh, you are really in the heart of the uh, translational medicine we wish to emphasize in in the journal. Uh, This was Marc Imbert, chief editor of the European Respiratory Journal, today with Professor Patrick Levy, discussing OSA and hypertension. Thank you.